Welcome to the Money Shop Podcast, episode number five. Today, we're talking all about managing your money on a daily basis, and then, if we've got time, just some cold, hard cash. So, let's do this. You're listening to the Money Shop Podcast with your host, Damien Fogg, making personal finance and investing easy to understand, less intimidating, and even bordering on fun. So we're going to talk about managing money and really what that means is how to get a handle on your finances on a daily basis so that you're in a position at the end of each month to actually start saving and then hopefully in future start investing. So what I want to look at is how to do this on a practical level, not just the theory of why you should and why it's a good idea, but actually how to go about doing it so it's not a complete pain in the ass and it's actually something you bother keeping up with. Now, it does fundamentally come down to incomings and outgoings, but for the purposes of this, I'm just going to fuck off the incoming side of it and focus more on the outgoings. So from a practical point of view, personally, I use something called Money Hub. It's an online app-based piece of software that connects to all of my bank accounts and credit cards and savings accounts, all that good stuff. And what it does is it tracks every single item of expenditure I have and then we'll give it a good guess at trying to figure out what category it should go into but it will allow me to then categorize each piece of spending and put it into my own thing now there's a bunch of them out there I think the other one that I've tried is meet Clio it's a little bit high maintenance and a little bit harassing if you need a bit more nudging and kicking to actually keep on top of this stuff you might want to try that one for me it's kind of second nature now so i don't need to be hassled every five minutes so it just annoyed me a little bit but whatever works if you want to go old school and keep it simple you can always just use a spreadsheet or pen and paper it doesn't really matter the point is you should be doing something that is going to allow you to keep on top of it and keep tracking all of your spending that's the main focus of this So if you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know I'm quite obsessed with really paying attention to your incomings and outgoings and using bank statements to figure out where you spend your money. If you can't be asked doing that, this is another way of doing it where, okay, it's going to take you another two, three months while you track it, but it might be an easier way for you to do that. All you're going to do initially is track what you spend your money on. You don't have to worry about setting yourself a budget just yet. You just want to build up a certain amount of history. Probably two or three months would be enough so that you have a good idea at least what the categories are that you spend money in each month and roughly what that budget might be each month. So something like Money Hub, it has an absolute shit ton of categories. No idea how many, but there's loads of them. You can get really specific with every single line item could go into its own little category. For me, though, I think that's a little bit excessive. So what I do, and what I'd recommend, is just start off with fairly broad categories. So I'll tell you my ones, because why not? I have groceries, which is fairly obvious, eating out, which is not only going out for actual meals, but also nipping to Costa for a coffee or going for a night out to the pub with my friends, that kind of thing. Travel, which is all the usual stuff, petrol, train, 
trips, train rides, whatever, flights, MOTs on cars, shit like that, anything travel-related. Health, so that's my gym membership, any training gear that I buy for the gym, random subscriptions to stuff. So I'm, I've got a MyFitnessPal and a RunKeeper premium account on my Android. They're about 30 quid, I think, a year or something like that. And now the two generic ones I go for are entertainment, which is everything from going to the cinema, my Amazon Prime habit, because let's face it, if I'm buying it on Amazon, it's probably going to be entertaining. Can't think of anything else entertaining. Maybe if I go play pigeon shooting, or if I hire a motorbike and go for a motorbike trip, that would come into the entertainment category. And then the last one is household stuff. So that's going to be things like council tax, utility bills, phone bills, a mobile phone, broadband, all that sort of stuff. That one, in theory, should be fairly consistent because your council tax tends not to go up. Your utilities tend not to change all that much. Although it turns out I didn't pay any water bill for 18 months. I found out the other day. So I just had to pay 500 quid towards that. That's just because I'm stupid. So you can see how I'm not trying to give myself a thousand and one categories to have to spend a long time figuring out what this line on a credit card statement is. I can just put them in fairly broad categories and just stick them in there. So overall, I probably check my Money Hub account once a week, maybe once a fortnight. And if it takes me 30 seconds to categorize everything, I'd be surprised. So it's very simple, it's very quick, but at the end of each month, I know roughly what those expenditure items should be per category. And so I can have a quick look and just think, is that about right? Yes, 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 no. Okay, why isn't that one? And then Money Hub lets you actually click onto that category and dig down a little bit more, look at the individual items that you spent money on and just try and figure out where that money's gone. So for example, I've just bought a flight to Thailand. So £1,500 went into the travel category. That's not something I do every single month. So when I suddenly saw a massive overspend in my travel category, I could quickly, but I mean, I'm not stupid, so I know what it was, but if I was a little bit forgetful, I could jump in there, figure out what it was, think, is that a good expenditure of money? Am I happy to have gone over budget this month on that? Hell yeah, I am. So it's fine. Equally, if I was expecting to spend a lot of money, so if I wasn't so daft, I probably should have known that my household stuff should have been about 30, 40 pounds a month more. And I should have been able to look into that and think, well, why, why is there no water bill in here? Yeah, I didn't do that. Now I've had to pay it all in one go. But whatever. The main point, though, is I don't want this app to control my life or your life. It's just keeping me aware of what I'm spending my money on and why I'm spending it on that stuff. I've said it before. The whole point of money is just to make you happy. If I am going to overspend, I want to make sure I'm spending on something that is giving me a positive return, in happiness terms, on that money. So once you've been tracking it for a wee while, you'll start to get a feel for roughly how much you spend each month in all these different categories. What you then want to do is give yourself a budget for that category. There's no point doing it too early. Let's just use eating out as an example. If you think, okay, I don't want to spend more than £150 a month on eating out, if that's your initial thoughts for what your budget is, fine, probably a reasonable amount. If you track it for a month or two, and it turns out you've been spending £400 a month on eating out, then you're probably not going to be able to keep to that £150 budget, 
certainly not straight away, it's going to come as a huge shock to the system and you'll probably fail a few times and then give up because you think, well, this is just making me feel judged by a fucking phone app. So nobody likes that shit. You're much better running it for a few months, figuring out how much you spend. And then let's say you are spending £400 a month on eating out. Set yourself a target of 350 It's a bit more realistic. You're likely to stick to it. And it's a target that, okay, if you do go over, you're not going to go over by a massive amount. And when you do go under, you're probably not going to go under by a massive amount. Now, I grew up playing computer games. So when I set myself a budget, it's kind of my little goal game to try and beat that budget. It's a little bit sad and nerdy, but whatever. Keeps me going. So I want the numbers that you set to be something similar for you. So don't set yourself massively unrealistic targets. Set yourself a target that is achievable, that's doable, but also the goal is to try and spend underneath that budget each month. Now, the reason we want to do that is once you've got these expenditure categories sorted and you set yourself a budget for them, stick with that. Just do it for however long it takes you to start consistently tracking it, whether it's weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever, on a regular basis, going in, checking the app, seeing if you're overspending, underspending, and review them on a not only on a category by category basis, but as a total expenditure as well. So if you, let's say, overspend in travel, but underspend in entertainment, then if you've underspent by more than you overspent, happy days, for that month, you're still underspent on your total budget. Well done, you. Once you've been doing it for a bit, though, you want to set up another category now called savings. So this is for people, I guess, that aren't saving much or at least consistently in a very mindful way right now. Every time you underspend on one of your budgets, try and stick the same amount of money that you've underspent into a savings account. Now, it could literally just be a bank account that you have set aside. It could be a cash ISA. It could be a stocks and shares ISA. It doesn't really matter. It could be a safe under your bed if you really want. The point is, you've set yourself a budget that you're comfortable with. If you've underspent, go and save it. As we talked about before, the game is to try and lower your budgets each month. So it goes from the 400 a month you were spending on eating out to 350. And then maybe over time it drops down to 340 and then 325 and then 300. Every time you trim that budget a little bit, up your saving budget. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to never eat out ever again. Just be conscious of where you're spending your money. If that eating out budget is the best thing in the world for you and you live for that, cool. Maybe look at the entertainment side of it. Maybe look at the travel side of it. Can you rob Peter to pay Paul? You only have a certain amount coming in each month. You need to decide where is the most important place to stick that money. That's why I have a category called household stuff. None of it's fun, but it's shit I need to spend every single month that I don't really have a choice in. Now, okay, I could shop around for a better phone bill or utility company, and I might save 5, 10, 20 quid a month, something like that. But it's not a huge amount. That's not going to be the difference between, well, now I can go on holiday. Whereas on the eating out, entertainment, there are things I have 100% control over. I don't need to do it, but I like doing it. I want to do it. But you've got to keep in mind that there isn't an unlimited budget. So you have to get that balance right. And that's what this whole managing your money is all about. It's getting the balance of enjoyment, spending the money that you've got, but also not spending more than you've got and not putting yourself into debt to live a life that 
honestly, you just can't afford. So once you've done that, once you're at the position where you're now spending less than you earn each month, the goal is to start saving. I get a lot of people asking me, oh, what's the minimum amount I can start saving? And what would you do if you had £500 saved up? Honest answer is pretty much always, if you're asking me how you should invest an amount of that size, first thing that you always want to do is build up a cash reserve. That cash reserve number will change massively depending on who you are, what your income and outgoings are. Now, nobody likes generic answers, so I'm going to try and give you some proper answers here. Now, how much cash savings you need is going to obviously vary from person to person. So a couple of basic guidelines that you might want to bear in mind. Everybody really should have three months worth of savings saved up. So if you're now at the point where your incomings are slightly above your outgoings, you're starting to save. First things first, I know it's all very exciting and you want to start investing in all sorts of stuff, but just do the really boring thing of setting some cash aside. It's probably one of the worst investments you'll make from a returns point of view, but the psychological benefit you're going to get from knowing that you've got, let's just say, three months, that should be everyone's target at least, you've got three months worth of cash saved up. If the absolute worst happens and I know, you can't work anymore, you've got three months to get yourself sorted where you don't have to worry about anything. It's reassuring to know you've got that safety net behind you and something that the vast majority of people don't have. So before you start investing in all sorts of crazinesses, just get yourself a good cash cushion. That's fun to say. So that you've got something to fall back on. Now, looking further than that, the most I'd probably say you ever want in cash is probably six months worth of savings. The reason I say that's the most you'd probably want is any more than that and your money's not really being used effectively. So if you've got a year's worth of savings tucked away somewhere, you're probably not going to need that. And there's better ways to protect yourself, in all honesty. So there's insurance products you can take out that aren't that expensive, that can actually make up any shortfall you might have from not being able to work anymore. You would be better off having something like that rather than leaving an extra six months of cash tied up that's not doing anything for you. Now, it's one of those things that you do need to actually speak to a financial advisor about this shit, but as a general rule, I would say if you can save up between three and six months worth of expenditure and set that aside somewhere, that's going to put you in a really good position to start investing for the future. It's really not that exciting and there's no commission in it, so most financial advisors won't harp on about it for too much. But I do think it's the most important and it's the first thing that you should do. Where you should actually stick that, I mean, I wouldn't put it under your bed, but you could if you really wanted to. I'd go for something in the UK like a cash ISA. The interest rates are still shit, but they're slightly better than saving rates anywhere else. And also you won't be paying tax on the interest that you receive, which is nice. It's also a little bit, even if it's only psychologically, a little bit harder to get your grubby little hands on. So it will hopefully stop you from just thinking, well, that's my piggy bank that I can jump in and out of whenever I want. The idea here is you've set up, so let's say you spend two grand a month the idea is you get between six and 12 grand saved up in an account that you don't touch, you don't think about, and it's properly there as an emergency fund. The sorts of things that if you lose your job, it's something to keep you going. If the boiler blows up and you haven't got enough cash from an income point of view to do it, you dip into your emergency fund. If the car blows up and you need a car, 
your emergency fund is there for that. It's shit like that that you're spending the money on. Not, but I really want a new TV, so I'll use that money. Behave yourself, grow up, don't be a dick. A bigger TV isn't an emergency. And that's about it for the basics of managing your money. So, with a bit of luck, this episode has given you the practical steps of how you can manage your money on a daily basis. So, just reviewing them, what you need to do is have some kind of app. Money Hub's a good one, so I'd recommend that. I use it myself. I think it's about a pound a month or £10 a year, so it is a paid product, but I get bugger all for recommending it. Good thing about that as well is it means they're not selling your data and that's not their business model. That's always handy. But you're going to use an app like that to track your spending on a monthly basis. You're going to start categorizing it and giving yourself a budget for each category. So you're going to be able to check on a weekly, fortnightly, monthly basis, are you over or underspending in each category? When you're starting to consistently underspend or you've got some surplus income each month, you're going to set yourself up a savings category and you're going to tuck away some money in that and you're going to keep on doing that until you've got at least three months worth of expenditure saved up. That's going to give you a huge amount of psychological comfort that you've got a nest egg to fall back on if something shit happens. And once you're there, that's when we can start looking at investing the surplus money you've got each month into something a bit more exciting and something that will give you a better return over the long term. So hopefully it was more of a practical episode this week. It may not be relevant for everybody listening, because if you're already in the point of having all this shit sorted, but it doesn't hurt to be reminded. And if all this has done has made you think about going in, checking your budget you've already set for yourself and maybe lowering them, setting yourself a new target, then cool. One thing I would say, and this is something I had to do, is make sure you set a budget for spending money on fun stuff. I spent a long time only budgeting for the boring shit and the shit I had to do. And then I figured everything else that was left was money I could spend on fun things. Kind of makes sense. and I know a lot of people think like that. But by setting myself a budget each month for spending it on entertainment, eating out, it put me into the disciplined mind frame of, A, I should have fun and go and eat out every month. So that in itself is quite nice. But also, I shouldn't just think of everything that's left at the end of each month is money that I should have spent on fun shit, whether it's clothes, magazines, books, getting drunk, whatever it might be. You need to set yourself up that discipline of saving all of your surplus into an investment vehicle. And we'll talk about that in another episode, the difference between short-term, long-term, fun investment vehicles versus pension investment vehicles. So although it might sound a bit shit, sticking all of your free cash into investing, actually, it's just going to make it even more fun. You can now save up for a helicopter or some shit instead of just having an extra night out where you end up drinking 30 quid's worth of alcohol and wake up next to someone you don't even recognise. So that, my lovelies, is your lot. I'd recommend you all go and find some way to track your spending and actually do this stuff. It's pretty straightforward. It shouldn't take you any more than an hour to get done. But in the long run, it will be massively important for you. Trust me, I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. But still, you should trust me. Right, go do good things. 
So you just survived and hopefully enjoyed the money shot from Damien Fogg. If you just can't help yourself and you want even more, head over to theepinvestor.com forward slash podcast for the show notes, links to whatever shit he just talked about in this episode, possibly some exclusive content about cool finance stuff, and even maybe a free pony. 